Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Take your false teeth out, pop them in the glass, lie back and enjoy. Our special guest today entered our recording housing, is that what you call it? Yes. Like a postal order for a million bucks. Huh? Or like a young horse with a benign temperament. That's not as marvellous, really, is it? I think they're both wonderful. What you're saying is our next guest is dazzling in every respect and regard. Thank you very much, yes. Both with talent, with with brilliance, and with ambience. And it is... Ronnie Ancona, there she is there. Ronnie Ancona, very nice. That's so lovely. You sure that postal orders are not obsolete? In which case, probably very fitting that introduction. For me, they're as obsolete as green shield stamps. (laughs) Now, Ronnie, you were saying um, that you were brought up, you were born to be in transport. I was literally born to be in transport. My father was obsessed with old classic cars and in fact every mode of transport he was in the navy he was in the fleet air arm so he was captain of ship and he flew helicopters and all that stuff so there was all that going on and his obsession was a million years ago he'd kind of found a 1925 three and a half liter racing bentley in a shed and bought it for for nothing at all and then this car called Hornblower became more important than any other member of the household and everything they got married in it my parents got married in it they they brought the baby back in it we were educated in it we had all our meals in it no it wasn't quite like that but it might as well have been but but you're saying it's quite a benign part of the family not trying to muscle in and and get other members of the family out but this is a bit of benign seeking just when we were all going to sleep we'd hear the horn and the lights would flash on and out because it wasn't being stroked at various times and they go oh yeah still got it big big part of the family and also he has a another three liter standard chassis which is red label high compression pistons light and flywheel twin slope carbs and you're reading this which has been tattooed onto your arm that's been tattooed (laughs) onto my arm yeah and he scratch built that. I mean, it's an original build, if you original, original. Well, all parts. you need is the engine numbers and the chassis numbers, and then the rest of it can all be like, as just that's enough, isn't it? I was allowed to weld a bit on it on my eighth birthday really? present. I mean, he stitches, he hand stitches that everything oh. is just being done. Oh, so, uh, absolutely. The other thing was, we didn't have an, a new car at all. And Hornblower would only come so out for special occasions. So did you go take to school in it? Well, even more traumatically, we had this old station wagon that was like a 1952 John O'Groats Hotel 
big old taxi station wagon and it had a vast wooden body on it oh. yeah and it originally had been for fishing trips so it had um so it, it had siding. yes it had clips for salmon uh, rods on the roof and it had uh, had a kennel for for hands, right? So it was this massive, great big like a gamekeeper, Austin, extraordinary, yes. like a wooden house on the back of an Austin chassis. And it would never, because it took so long to restore this, it was painted in undercoat for years, which was bright pink and white. And I already was not a popular child in any sense of the imagination. You know, I'd get excited if I was made to stand in a corner and eat grass because I was getting a bit of attention. Do you know what I mean? And I thought people actually... And so basically the thought of being picked up or dropped off in this car, you know, in a local Scottish comp, eventually it was totally restored and, and the wood was all... I mean, it was a, it was a Tudor car. I mean, it was an extraordinary. Right. Yeah, we would, we would drive down from Scotland every year to Kent, down to Welling to see my nan. That's a long oh, way. She was a she ran pubs in Rotherhive. She used to have a pub in Rotherhive. Oh, was this from the west drive... coast of Scotland to west... Welling? To Welling, it was very it was very traumatic. And then I had two older brothers, who I think it's fair to say it, it despised me, and we had two cocker spaniels who were sort of permanently muddy and wet anyway we would sit on this thing and it was a lot it was a long that was a long trip yeah, that was be, a long it? trip Very in long that car with no air conditioning or that? anything like that not a lot <laughs> actually it was quite it was quite nippy but of course my brothers and i were always trying to there wasn't much space in the back we were always trying to sort of need each other the for, for, for space and poke each other no literally take out chunks of each other's Fire with toy and, uh, plastic guns it, or torture ourselves all the way down. Oh my did god, it smell it bad? So t- it was quite bad because you've got fish it. and dogs and and a, and a sort of a herd of children. Forever. Yeah, it must have stunk. And, and Welling, although <laughs> Welling is, of course, almost an, an idyllic John Betjeman esque suburb, yes. it's not really what the sort of rural Kent because it's more of it is a suburb. No, we'd London. go down to Herne Bay actually sometimes because they had a little cottage, my nan and, and granddad, right on the actual on the actual beach that they used to sort of go to there was a big garden going down all the way down to um this little cottage and it was just like permanently overgrown so we used to spend our summer holidays trying to hack through this and my father who was an old is a naval man would insist that we'd run down at like seven o'clock in the morning down these pebbles shouting geronimo and jump into this this cold sea. But your, and your dad was in the fleet air arm? He was in the fleet air arm. What did so he do? So I can't... When I was just trying to think about which mode of transport has this... Because he's got the... That's my favourite wing got, of the forces. Is it? I used to go to Yeovil to go and um, look at the, the aeroplanes there and, and oh slaver. Oh, my God, no, he used to work at Yeovil. And the other thing was, I always remember as a, a, a kid being on a fleet air arm base and they used to have these official stickers... The, the mess would give out to stick in your car and it would say bizarrely it would say sail army fly navy crawl RAF they hated the RAF the really car. yeah just going back to the half timbered vehicle the half timbered Austin I wish I'd came, brought a picture but then but, I'm, but your description is better because I can the way you described it I could smell that vehicle yeah what do you think it was oil what do you mean what, what was it have you any idea what it might be what 
this vehicle, this this yes, Tudor vehicle. Yes, because you said it's an Austin FX4 chassis, which is the Austin FX3. FX3. So if the you early, don't mind, FX3. Yeah, exactly. Which is which, as we it's all right. know, as every schoolboy knows, is the early London taxi, as in seen in any black and white film. Is it? And then, but with the, the and I would have suspected it had the same nose as the London taxi with the same uh, engine, but then the body would be taken off. And that's when the Tudor Palace had been attached. At the bottom of our garden, which was a bit of a wreck, we had a, the wreck of a 1961 Sunbeam Rapier. Oh. And it was a total wreck. And my dad, on my brother's 18th or 21st birthday... Gave it to him as a present. ...said to him, if you can make that work, you can have it. <laughs> when I say a wreck, I mean it was... I think there was a hubcap and that was that was it, you know, and a various other. And he actually did make it work and became a car designer oh. and uh, had designed the latest London cab. Oh, really? Or by myself. I have a picture. This is no good. Again, What's you your think What's your all the years name? in the business, I would have worked out the genres, had podcasts or audio and not visual. Mm, strangely not. But I do have a picture. But- Wait a minute, but, this, but there's, there must be something in the fact that your brother spent as many happy hours as children do tormenting uh, you in a vehicle, which was a, a taxi, you know, and spending hours coming from West Coast of Scotland down to Welling. Yes. Uh, and surely that must have gone into his inner consciousness and has then come out in the latest taxi that we see. It's the latest The latest taxi. London ta- taxi. The latest London uh, is, taxi. Are they I've the got ones, his last is, sketch is, on my phone. Is that, are they the ones with the electric sliding doors? The proper, the new, as you know, the ones the that taxi. we see on the street now. Yes. Oh, that's right. And yes. not a hint of Tudor timber. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nobody, for some reason, wanted to take me out on driving practice. So I did it all by driving lessons. And I took so long 
to learn to drive and had so many lessons and I swear this is true that one day I was sharing a house with some student doctors and this woman arrived at my door like screaming and hysterical arrived at my door I had my pajamas on I said oh my gosh who are you and it was my driving instructor's wife who was convinced I was having an affair oh. with her husband because he was spending so much time with me. <laughs> but but that was just genuinely innocent. And evidently he was talking about me in his sleep, but not, oh. not in a salacious way, just because he was having nightmares about reversing around a corner with me. Yeah. Like, no, left, yeah, right, yeah, back no, up. don't. Back up. Ronnie, and back some, up. <laughs> first time, stop it, Ronnie, stop, stop it. Stop it, no. I mean, you can yeah. see where the, you can see where the misunderstanding a simple misunderstanding. And then once we were on the Great Cambridge Round, we were on this, we were on a, where were we? We were doing the Great Cambridge Roundabout. Because of course you learn to drive in London, which I do. You have a much worse, you have much, it's much worse than if you've, you're living in a little town and I mean, you know, yeah, it's not it's a level playing field, is it? If you're mm. learning it. Yeah. So my road was kind of the North Circular and everything. And he, sometimes he would be a bit shaky and say, can we just stop off? So <laughs> I, can, I need to stop off to go for a wee or have a cup of tea. We were spotted doing that once. And then, he, yeah. you ah, know. Well, the, so you were spotted stopping in, in, in having tea together. You're supposed to be learning to drive, but you're having tea together. In his sleep, he's saying, keep saying, stop it, Ronnie. He's, he's, and he's shaking. He's shaking at the thought of Ronnie. And actually, I did actually get an incredibly strict examiner. He but was an old, he go, was but an go, old. But going back to the wife, what did you say to him? Did you, you said I just that, said... Literally, I remember exactly what I said verbatim. I said, no, you don't understand. I'm just really bad at learning to drive. And she said, no one's that bad. <laughs> so I ended up having to show her proof of all the, the, all the payments I'd made to BSM, British School of yeah. Motoring in Wood Queen. But rather tragically, they felt sorry for me because they knew I'd run out of money so badly that they were giving me a discount. <laughs> so that customer. looked even more incriminating. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it and was all a little worse. bit. It was all a little bit like Tory. Yeah. Maybe she went round to everyone's yes. house. To but you, you didn't. You didn't say to her. Um, you know, of course, I'm not having an affair. Who'd have an? Uh, I mean, who could you imagine anybody kissing sort of an, an ugly person like that? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it was just. I'm a brilliant driver now. I love driving, but I am. I'm. I suddenly turn into. You know, Sally Phillips, who's a great friend of mine, um, she'll, and lots of other friends of mine, and Sally doesn't actually drive, but she'll get in the car and they'll be amazed what happens to me behind a wheel because just like, you just a change. Monster. You turn into monster. a monster. 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 Yeah. Switch flicks. Yeah. And you've gone. suddenly t- gone, gone from the charming gone. Ronnie and Kony that we know and love into a sort of a... <laughs> I mean, I'm actually, I'm not, I'm trying to sort of rein it in a bit because I realise that, you know, when I'm, I'm not always like that I do become slightly obsessed about passing people and, and guessing what type of driver they are you rarely converse with people as you're traveling along but I was I was going through Blackheath about a year ago and a van was uh, I sat in my the there's a, a cleaning device what do you call it you know like a windscreen wiper yeah, yeah, yeah. a sprayer yes. and it was spraying out sideways because it had gone wrong and this fella pulled up in a van next to me and said, my wife is getting turned on by your sprayers and asks <laughs> if I might do it again. That's just brilliant. Nobody's mm. ever tried to chat me up while I've been driving. 
strangers, you know. I've never, really? had, that, never had that before. No. Although I did once and I felt... Well, what re- do you, when you see someone trying to chat you up when you're driving, I've got the wrong image because now I... Obviously, you must have been someone that was in the car with you. But strangely, I feel that <laughs> no, someone you, run- there was an expectation. <laughs> no, no, someone running, running alongside. Someone running alongside. Yeah, no, no, well, no like, like, said, like, like, well, the person <laughs> saying, my wife's enjoy watching you sort of make your windscreen work or something sort of like that. I was once driving in a red and white Corvette Stingray convertible, which is rather flashy, really. Incredibly, it couldn't have been flashier. Um, And along, I was driving Kensington High Street, pretending that I was sort of blending in. Yeah, and I stopped. I did a U-turn, and a woman was crossing the road, so I stopped to let her cross the road, and she smiled and thanked me. And as she got in, no. But then, as she crossed the road, (laughs) she slipped and I mean she you know I mean I'd stopped her but she, she was walking she had heels and she slipped oh, oh gosh and the poor woman literally didn't have any pants on and we all saw <gasps> oh really yes and so I thought well I'd better get out of the car and help <laughs> and so I got out of the car and helped and all the other cars are, are bibbing but I sort of didn't want her to think I was only helping because she didn't have pants on. I was. I wanted to help her anyway, you know. You know. Sort of like a like a kind of road basic instinct, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, and I made a my excuses of... and got back in the car and drove off. And then the next thing you know, her husband's okay. knocking on your, well, your door was... <laughs> so, and they're saying, "Look, look, I want to get involved in this Brian Ricks farce." <laughs> that's hist- that's extraordinary. Yeah. So you know. Are you yeah. sure she didn't? That was an accident, or did she hurl herself down to expose? Mm. Mm. Well, this I don't sounds know. like some. I'm getting an image of a kind of saucy postcard here. Well, mm. well, let's leave it at that. <laughs> so, um, it's wonderful that you've been brought up, Ronnie, in a transport family because a lot of people. Yes, we haven't even they, started they, on the trains yet. Well, I was going everything. to say, and I believe your father has. Uh, what some people view as a rather sort of odd obsession, but I know it to be perfectly acceptable. And that is he has a large model railway layout. He's and got a large model well railway uh, layout, which he's become obsessed with. And he was actually, he's a big aficionado of the Southern Railway. Oh, he yeah. loves the Southern Railway. And as a kid, I remember he wouldn't listen to music, but he would listen to LPs of Steam. Well, that was nice. Did you do you know you can get these? Yeah, I've, I've got, got one at home. I've never listened to it, but he's obsessed with um, railways, trams, nice ships, lovely. <laughs> just anything that doesn't involve you know human well, contact I mean, yes yeah. <laughs> well he can let us down let's face it um <laughs> and, but uh, and but where did you when you were small did you uh, did you help with his model railway did you sort of no uh, no 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 no, no, no. you weren't oh no 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 you weren't allowed in that room no way no 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 way in fact my brothers had to share a room because he had the the room with all his railway stuff right, and everything too, yeah. and then of course my brothers have become obsessed by this time with tying action men to an old rusty swing that we had in the garden and torturing yeah. torturing <laughs> you know getting action man to talk by literally yeah. did, sort of pulling his legs but, but and threatening you, his small mine, plastic with a, rather homogenous genitalia with a match but did it is work? it safe is it safe but did, did did the action man ever talk action man was strangely resilient yes, actually incredibly. so my other brother went into the navy and he became captain of a ship and then he became an admiral oh did he so he's become but you know 
but but a harmonica playing admiral who's obsessed with blues and jazz so yes there was a lot of transportation going on and and with the model railway actually well I'll, what do you think now looking back you see i i am uh, a bit like jim here He's just had a grandchild. I will have a grandchild. And, uh, grandchild? When I, yes, I know it seems unbelievable, doesn't it? A grandchild? But the thing is, I thought it would be quite a good idea to keep the grandchild out of the room where the layout is. Can we use that word layout? Somebody said that's not a... That's, that sounds a bit creepy. I think you have to do that. I think you what, the bring layout? Them. The word layout is... But you know the is word layout. Yes, yes, I mean, yes, yes, That's yes, what yes, it is, yes, isn't yes, it? You yes, call it yeah, what else would you call it? Well, I don't know. That's Display? The... I don't know. The, whatever. Anyway. Look, you're, you're the expert in this area. If you want to call it a layout, then that's perfectly fine well, as far you. as I'm concerned. Thank you. Anyway, but what I'm saying is, would you keep it from a child until they were five years old? You, a bit like Bluebeard. You can go in any room you like, but you must never go in that room. No, I don't think And then when you're five years old, you open the door and they go you still can't come in <laughs> I've changed my mind yes. I've changed yes. my mind yes. I've changed come the goalposts you can come in when you're 15 yeah um, what my what my not with us but what my dad did with when my kids were young there was the the proper I mean and they are magnificently done his scratch built engines but he you weren't allowed to touch that but what he would do was he'd get a like kind of he'd have a bit of a Thomas number you know, Thomas the Tank Engine number that was oh, so bought, and that would be allowed to go up and down uh, the track. But not, the not, yeah. not, not the, not the proper ones, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. And you have, and yours, you have little like scenes of cameos, little vignettes. Yeah, little scenes. Not from, too many, but yeah, I've got the coronavirus uh, people fighting over a blue roll. Uh, yeah. In one. I love the fact did that your you've dad integrated do... social unrest. Did your dad do your any of those? Yeah. yeah, he's done. He's done quite a lot of. Um, there's there's a there's a bit there's a few dramas internal dramas going on in in the shops and, and various it, yeah. things. Does it re- reflect what's happening in there's the outer a, world? The or few his world? things I think that we were often shops were sort of sometimes named after the various stages of our yeah. upbringing. And that's you what know. you've got in yours, isn't it? And well, you've got brothels and so forth going on in your uh, world. Well, I've got I've got everything that the outer world has. Uh, so um, we've got uh, you know, for instance, if there's a if there's a when there was a petrol strike or the, the petrol shortage or whatever, the cars all you'd come in and the cars all are all queuing up. You know, when the uh, tanker was stuck in the Suez Canal the other week. I had a tanker yeah. blocking up the the, the waterways. Um, this is absolutely so, extraordinary. Yeah. Have you ever seen that film, Music of Chance, which is one of the creepiest films I've <laughs> ever seen? Why am I making you think of this film? <laughs> no, no, just, it was just about this sort of these strange eccentric couple. Not that you're eccentric, no, darling angel, but um, who kind of sort of build a model according to exactly what's going on in their life Ooh. at all. James Spader. Mandy yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Do you remember they have yeah. to build a wall and they're plotting it? They're <clears throat> yeah. building it on a one to twenty-five model, perfect model, everything that's happening. And that's your world that you've created. Yes, and I'm going to. What I'd like to do now is to is to. I've got this. Have you got a model of Vic? Uh, well, I was going to say I was going to spray you both with <laughs> this shrinking spray that I've got. Well, there's a film that, uh, that, that uh, has that involved uh, as well. And then so you can both, sh- I can shrink you both and, and keep you in my layout um, <laughs> in a friendly way. I mean, you'll be fed and everything will be really lovely. I think uh, it could be a lot more um, 
agreeable in the outside world, yeah. quite frankly. But I tell you, I'm, what does I'm, happen, I'm willing to give that if, a go. If you, if you do have a layout, in my layout, for instance, I'll use the word quite a lot now, layout, um, I've got on one end of it, I've got sort of London, uh, and then the other end, I've got uh, a sort of a little bit of West Germany, a little bit of a Flemish port. You go from uh, one to the other. So Vic and I could take holidays exactly. know, in, in our little new shrunken state. Exactly. Probably easier than actually really going on holiday. Which oh, exactly. is now gonna, not say. an option. There's no point in going on holiday. You just, go, you, just, you just go up there and it's much better. Yeah. We don't have to deal with any just, sort of strange nothing. visas or We could Brexit stay in the Bentos Hotel. And now, a message from our sponsors. Hey, Jules, where do you get your tranquilizers from? Well, actually, I get them from the same place as you get your sedatives. Little Bo Sleep in Bermondsey. <laughs> we had lots of bits of cars in the sinks and all sorts of other places in the house. And my mum was a, a, a painter, so she'd dry those in the airing cupboard, so they'd be with some very old carburettors at the same time. And that, but then you ended up being a painter, a yes, scene painter. I did. I went to St Martin Central, and I was trained in design, but my speciality was scene painting, scenic artist, um, which is a which which is actually quite a difficult job actually and actually my mum was a scenic artist when she was young and she used to paint all the scenery for lots of different theatres and the smell of there's a pit you'll know this but I the, know the smell, smell of yeah. oh size do you remember the yeah, old smell of size dry smell. yeah they used to, well, they used to, they used to mix it with size, which was kind of like a it was a glue, it was wasn't glue it? Glue made from rabbit skin. It oh. was like a glue. Made from... <laughs> well, it <sounds> like <laughs> the smells of my child. It's not coming across Van very Mike's well, is it? Studio. Um, and then, um, yes, became a, a painter, commercial painter, and then I became an art design technology teacher as well after that. But the trouble is with painting. A lot of people have said to me, "Oh, it's so." You're brought out as an example for many times going, well, why don't you do more? Look at Vic Reeves. He does lots yes. of painting. Yes. He does lots of painting. And and I you feel could do ashamed that. Do that? because I feel it's something that I've sort of fallen out with. Like painting was my best friend that I've fallen out with. And I think that's got something to do with being a commercial painter in terms of, you know, when you're doing ballet cloths and... Um, uh, uh, big film cloths or theatre cloths, you know, and someone sort of gives you the, the sort of the back of a em coffee stained envelope and say, can you make that into sort of a hundred foot cloth or whatever? You do tend to get very embroiled in the actual craft of painting. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it's a very different... In music, it would be like somebody saying, can you write this song or can you play somebody else's song? But that's okay. And same as in music, you do the both. But I think in painting... It's like a different sort of thing if you're asking if you're painting what somebody else wants. But I do love all those those um, things like the mar marbling and panelling. Oh, and I love graining that. and all those. I love, I love, it when love you the paint to... effects. Yes, I love it when a you trump to... paint of. Oh, I yes, love if a trump I like a trump trump line. When there's a fake like door a and I walk oil. into it, I love it. Yeah. I walk in and bang my face on, a, on a, what I thought was a door, but it's not. It's great. Oh, I just love all that. If, if I had a chance, I'd make lots of, I'd I'd make lots of films. Everywhere. With a, I really would. Real life is terribly <laughs> yes. overrated, isn't oh, it? Oh, it really is. I, I think we've ascertained that's yeah, yeah, yeah. the case with you. I mean, what? 
you know. You know, the most annoying thing that people ever say. Well, to that's me, what Rick and I are going to have when we're shrunk, right? Exactly. We'll be walking around looking at your. Looking at my being fake able to trees. examine and looking at your fake trees yeah. and seeing if you're and you my know. fake traffic jams and having a lovely time. That's right. When people say to you, "Would you?" You know, it's all very say to you, it's all very well, but in the real world, hang on a minute, who's going there? Not me. Not me exactly. I have to say, I don't think we've had any other guest that has covered so much of transport because you've discussed cars and uh, and railways. Um, I think there's a couple of things we haven't discussed, which might be, be minesweepers. Yeah. And what about aeroplanes? Do you do you like aeroplane journeys? Well, increasingly so. Now you can't get on one. It's amazing, yes. isn't it? How, How lovely we thought they were. Literally focused your appreciation of a of being on an aeroplane. I do actually. I do like. I don't like the the paraphernalia that goes before getting on an aeroplane no. and getting off. That isn't that. But no, I do. I do yes. the, the parachutes and the. I don't know. I've always ended up sort of virtually flying cattle cars. I've always ended up sort of sometimes when you're taking all your your kids with you, sort of for expense flying on the wing attached by an elastic band with a pair of goggles some of the Only tricks I've done but I did do years and years and years ago I was going to Australia to write something for some Australian um, comedians very well known comedians over there and I was flying over with Moana Banks and it was quite a big thing and there wasn't much time so they wanted us to get there in good condition so I was in this extraordinary position. I've been allowed to go first class to Australia. Well, what a disaster that turned out to be in that. I was so excited. I just had to do everything. Of course, I'm surrounded by people in first class who just don a pair of cashmere socks on. Complimentary. And, and go to sleep with something and just look at a lettuce leaf, you know, once or twice and then and then, you know flick it away and say not for I just had to because I knew that this was never going to happen to me again so I just didn't stop I went up and down in the chair up and down the chair it was like top cat I had the th- my earplugs in and out every the meal top, everything everything even the guy even the strictness guy going it's not I'm not even a particular big foodie but he's going you don't have to eat this really because you've just had I'm going no but I do I have to eat this I have to eat this this you really don't I I said no I do I do literally like just you know the the films the this the music at the same time the thing I mean I just literally fell off that plane exhausted from pure overexcitement. I want to watch every film you've got. Yes. Every yeah. film. Yeah. I know. I yes. can't go to sleep. Well, I'm like that whenever I get on a plane. I love it. But would you I rather go to a plane? Would you? What would you rather do? A uh, long haul flight or um, a party with friends? Uh, a long haul flight or a party with friends. Mm. Oh gosh. You're going to say long haul flight. I of think course. Long haul flight. Because you're leave five minutes peace and long, quiet. Long, Lovely, isn't it? Long yeah. haul flight. Five minutes yourself. That no phone calls. Nobody bothering. I you. notice that you've got on your things your all your famous people that you've worked with um, all around your. Well, all around ta- ta- your buttocks. Tattooed on my buttocks. Your tattoos on your buttocks. I notice that Vic's not down there on a piece of wood on, on top is. of your. Is he? Is he? Is he? Actually, oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I noticed you, so you had a stereophonic, and, and I, I had a fantastic um, 
aeroplane um, journey with a stereophonics back from Northern Ireland actually where I had we'd been on a show together and I was quite sort of naive and it was quite rock and roll and they were they were like you know oh let's go to a club when we get back to London and it was all very exciting and anyway I had lost because I lose everything I'd lost my boarding pass and I because I was with I sort of blagged my way on um and they said to me, and I did some impressions behind the curtain, taking off and going down as various different people. It was just, it was quite that funny, actually. When did you first... Who did you do? Yeah. I think it was years ago. I think I did. We'll be back. We're going to crash. Don't panic. It's okay. He's drinking. He's in the back. Don't panic. It's fine. I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, some Barbara Windsor being, well, you know, it was, I did the whole, I did sort yeah. of a whole load of grotesque caricatures from behind the curtain. So it was quite, it was quite, a, that was quite a memorable flight. And you could do it on the microphone. Was, did it was, on the microphone? Oh, yes. I was officially yes. allowed yeah, to do that it. That is very good. When did you first realise you could do that? It wasn't one of those car journeys, um, was it? It, um, it was. It was slightly tragic. I think. I think it was. It's such a cliche to say, isn't it? But I think it is. I don't know if you feel that, Vic. That you know, it's a deflection, isn't it? Doing comedy or trying to make people laugh. He, a deflection. He's from, staring from at me as if to say, "So you think you've made people laugh, have you?" <laughs> no, it's, I know. Yeah. Well, um, uh, you're getting a bit above yourself now, aren't you? Um, <laughs> No, I um, I think I ended up sort of really... I did do impressions at school of teachers and I did... Um, went to a very kind of just austere and I bet Scottish they said you, primary school. I bet they said you don't do that. School. That's not going to get you anywhere. How wrong they were. Don't get that well. Although it is a bit of a... It's a double-edged sword. I don't really want to bite the hand that feeds me, although I don't really get fed by that much anymore. But I... I um, I think the trouble is, is impressionism, you you do tend... I mean, I never really thought of myself as an impressionist. I was sort of like a comedy actress who just did Could, do that. different voice. I mean, you know, or an actress. There seems to be quite a lot of... Um, because there seems to be quite a lot of snobbery with it. You know, when, a, when sort of actors do an impression a long impression and they get an Oscar and then people sort of look at you as if you're yeah. a bit end of the pier you know it seems <laughs> a bit of a strange like one you, you do get sort of very sort of boxed and they ironically sometimes now when they're trying to do impressions on shows they don't even want impressionists because they want to go oh it's not an impression so it's, it's a kind of sort of it's sort of weird thing I was very close to Johnny Sessions actually and uh, we did we did Stella Street the movie and various stuff together and we worked a lot together and he he was the one that really sort of gave me a sense of pride in it really because he was just extraordinary you know he he kind of he sort of he gave it a sort of correlation with intellect you know the way he sort of this this juxtaposition he would go on these extraordinary flights of fancy i mean literally the bloomsbury set coronation street does the bloomsbury set and i mean it was was an absolute genius because if you if michael sheen did uh uh who did tony blair for instance didn't he yeah that would be like high art but oh yeah 
that yeah because he's a, like because he's an, an actor of great note and that, but then yeah so it's true you could do it just as well well Alistair McGowan I mean he went to Guildhall got a gold medal you know got a it was a medal at Guildhall you know proper act or something like that but if you're just do you know what I mean yeah if you've got that sort of yes I suppose but I, would I think that's it's, it's probably a, it's a bit like in pop music people sometimes are, uh, uh, not me by the way I'm just, but people are sometimes a bit dismissive of people that are just in pop music yeah not realising that actually that's the hardest they're the people at the, at the front line of because if, if it doesn't work if you just break that for a moment you're sort of you know you and you're you're sort of fighting to be the next person in the charts you know it's like that's a very difficult world but to be so in a very competitive because world because I actually do quite a lot of drama and I have done a lot of drama and I've done some sort of very sort of serious drama and everything there used to be this sort of thing when you know, people go, oh, now that you've done well in comedy, you know, you could, you could do, you might be able to do, act, do yeah. some acting, yes. learn how to yes. act. And it's very interesting because I've never approached it any different. Even when I was doing things like a million years ago, like Posh and Bex, the, 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 the reason it was funny, I hope it was funny, Touchwood, was you played the truth of it. You know, you approached it in exactly the same way that you, you sort of played the truth. And actually, it's funny because, you know, if you're a second out in drama, timing-wise, you're interesting. If you're a second out in comedy, you're not funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 you've blown it. <laughs> I mean, I just find it so shocking, you know, when the awards seasons come round and all the, you know, the Oscar, all the great, you know, film, and it's just sort of totally disregarded. You're like, really? Mm. Well, I think the answer is to go, step into the layout with Jim. I'm going to shrink you both down. Yeah. Shower you with awards. And I've got a small working motorway network. Uh, and, and I'd like you to have, with a driving lesson car, which I'd like you to go in. Mm. Um, and I've got, in fact, I've got the driving into BSM Motorschool I've got in there as well. It's all there. I, yeah. I might need some therapy after all of that. Yes. Have you got, a, have big, you got an affordable therapist? Yes, I've got, got yes. affordable shrink in your yes. Have you got the shrinking it? spray? Did you bring it with you today? <laughs> exactly, because you really do need a shrink in shrink, there. Shrunk, yeah, shrink. Exactly. Ronnie Amcona. Well, there goes Ronnie, travelling home in a timber-framed taxi. A timber-framed station wagon, going from Llewelling back up to the west coast of Scotland. And then letting rip with everything that's freely available within it. This podcast was produced and edited by Molly Stewart. Sound engineers were James Stewart and George Latham. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.